I've got this race idea next weekend. It's it's 50K, so like 31 miles. And the longest I've run so far this year is 10 miles. Think I ought to do it? She, and she said, you betcha. Diz Runs Radio, episode 936, starts in three, two, Welcome back to Diz Runs Radio, where I talk with runners from all corners of the running world about running, life, and everything in between. I'm your host, Denny Cray, and it's just about time to head out the door for an easy run and a great conversation. So if you're ready, then I'm ready. Let's get started. Hey guys, uh, today's episode of the show is brought to you by that book I wrote a few years back. Be Ready on Race Day is still available. It's still useful, I think. I hope. It's still relevant. Uh, still can help you be prepared for that next race that's on your calendar. And, and hopefully, is, uh, you know the, the light at the end of the pandemic tunnel seems to be getting a little bit brighter. Hopefully, it's, it keeps getting brighter. Uh, that means more and more races are coming. Which means, you know, you might you might be at that point where you're ready to get locked in a little bit and actually start training for a race instead of trying to maintain that fitness uh, over the last year like a lot of us have been uh, trying to do with varying degrees of success. So uh, if getting a book that might help you actually create a unique training plan for you instead of one of those one-size-fits-all cookie, cookie cutter options uh, sounds right, then be ready on race day, I think, I hope, is the right option for you. Uh, because literally, it's everything I do as a coach. Uh, tried to r- write it out as clearly as possible, step by step, help you follow it, help you put your plan in place to have you being peaked and ready to go uh, whenever that next race shows up. So uh, if you want to check it out, it's available on Amazon. You can also check it out at the website, bereadyonraceday.com. You can get some free free chapters, a couple, couple of chapters there, kind of get a feel for the book. It's really, I think, really easy to, to read. It's, it's not dense. It's not full of a lot of physiology and, and theory. It's just kind of practical how to do it, put it together, where to be at various points of your, of your training plan. A lot of the, the hope, hopefully frequently asked questions, maybe not completely answered, but at least giving you the, the different rationales for the different options. And, and then you just, you just make the decisions. You, you steer the ship, you put your plan in place and have you ready to go. Be ready on race day.com. Once again, is the website. You can also find it on Amazon. Just search for be ready on race day. And, uh, yeah, get yourself a copy if you haven't gotten one already. Supports the show, supports me, and hopefully supports you as well. So anyway, without any further ado, let's go ahead and dive in to today's episode of the show. Hey guys, uh, today I have the pleasure of uh, catching up with a lady that is uh, bouncing back strong after a pretty serious injury from a couple years back. Uh, and with a little luck, she's got uh, some really big plans for uh, the not too distant future, and even maybe a little bit, a little bit slightly distant future. I don't know. We'll get into all of that as we go. Uh, she also holds a, a special place in my heart because uh, a few years back at the Prairie Fire Marathon, her and uh, a couple of her friends uh, that were all athletes that I was coaching at the time uh, decided to get in the car and head down to uh, spectate at the Prairie Fire Marathon when I was running. And uh, it was a day where the weather could, could I guess, probably best be described as like a, a great day to be a duck and. Not not a great day to be anything but a duck, but and be out there. And yet, there they were out out on a on a little hill, uh, as much of a hill as you can get in uh, Wichita, Kansas, I guess. But a little hill at, at a schoolyard, holding the sign, cheering for me in the rain, in the wind as I came running up. And I was just like, "You guys are crazy." So anyway, all that to say, like I said, special place in my heart uh, for today's guest. So I'm looking forward to the chat and uh, being able to catch up a little bit with Miss Suzanne Sawyer Burris. So Suzanne, thanks for uh, joining us and, and welcome to the show. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. Good. Well, we're, we're glad, glad to have you. And uh, guys, if you enjoyed today's conversation and you want to connect with Suzanne, she's she's in the Facebook group. You can you can you know a lot of you probably have, have interacted with her or seen some of her posts, things like that. She's there on on Facebook. Obviously, just looking for her name, Suzanne Sawyer Burris. And uh, on Instagram, basically the same thing. But you know, you got to get a little bit creative sometimes with the handles and underscores and dashes and things like that. So it's at Suzanne underscore and then Sawyer Burris all mushed together where it's hyphenated on Facebook. So, you know, you'd be a little bit confusing, but it's not that confusing. I promise it's at Suzanne underscore Sawyer Burris on Instagram, Suzanne Sawyer hyphen Burris on Instagram. And if your head is a little bit spinny right now, just go back to the show notes today because y- you know, we always have things linked up there. Dizruns.com slash nine, three, six is the link to get you back to the show notes today. We have some photos, 
links as well, obviously, and, and all that good stuff. Dizruns.com slash 936. So, uh, Suzanne, I, I know that you've listened to at least one or two episodes in your day. So, so you know, yes. this probably isn't a, a surprise question how we're going to start. So uh, we'll just tee it up and, and let you answer it, and we'll, we'll kick off the conversation there. And it's just to simply ask, what is your favorite distance to race and why? <laughs> well, you know, had this conversation taken place about a week and a half ago, I would have told you definitely a half marathon because they're fast and easy. However, last weekend I did my first 50K, so um, I'm going to have to say 50K. That's my most favorite right now, and I've got several reasons why. Well, let's One, dive into those reasons. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it was such a relaxed atmosphere uh, doing a trail run. And, uh, that was really cool. Usually when you do like half marathons or marathons, people are all concerned about speed and all that, where this was seemed way more relaxed and it was a, a no cup run. So there wasn't all those cups along the, you know, um, the aid stations, right. you know, and they really helped you a lot. Everybody was like, Oh, what do you need? What do you need? And they're helping. And, and the food was <laughs> phenomenal. It wasn't just goose. <laughs> It was like, you know, potatoes and bacon and, and all this amazing stuff and uh, just loved it. And it had, it was more my pace too. Um, cause I do a lot of run walk, like a run three minute walk a minute. Mm -hmm. And uh, I wasn't pressured on, Oh, I gotta be fast and finish fast. You know, uh, it was more like just have a great time and photo opportunities, you know, instead of stopping and resting and <laughs> stuff like that. So loved it. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, I think that's something that um, you know, it's been a, a theme for some folks over the years. And I, I think it's even sometimes a, a theme for me of just the difference between the road race environment, whether again, with half marathon, marathon, 10 K five K, whatever, where it's just, you know, obviously there's, there's plenty of different folks and different paces and different goals and things like that. Mm -hmm. But just the road race, it just always feels like it's kind of go, go, go. And the faster, the better. Um, and, and on the trail, even for those of us that are somewhat self-competitive on the roads, it's like, you get out on the trail and it's just like, eh, you know, let's cruise. Let's, like you said, I'm yeah. tired, so I'm not going to take a walk break, but I'm going to stop for a picture. Like convenient how that happens when you're, when you're <laughs> tired, right? Like it's, oh, yeah. it's a photo opportunity. I'm not resting. I'm just taking a picture. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Just a different, uh, such a different, um, different type of, of atmosphere environment. Just it, it's, it's running, but it just is, is completely different than right. uh, at least what I've been used to on the roads. It sounds like it's the same for you. Right. And you know, I'm a slow runner and there's been times, well, especially when I did a marathon, <clears throat> we were fairly slow at our marathon. It was our first one. Um, my friend Lynette and I, and, uh, when we got back, no food was left. Mm -hmm. All the porta potties were taken down. All, you know, everything was gone. Right. And even though you had seven hours to complete it, we were done in five hours and 40 minutes, I think. So we were slow, but everybody was gone. Whereas the 50 K, you know, of course I'm doing 50 K and there's people running a hundred miles, but absolutely the same amount of excitement for you, whether you took, you know, I think the fastest runner was three hours and something crazy. Um, and I took, uh, seven hours and 15, 16 minutes. Everything was still there. Right. Everybody, you know, was still very supportive and, and all that and all, all the aid stations were still occupied and everything it was so nice. Mm -hmm. So that's one of my pet peeves on running is the fast runs that, everybody disappears on you. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's true. And that's something that I, I know I've, I've heard folks talk about before. And, and, um, it's just something that like it, it, it irks me and I, and I don't know what the answer is in it. And obviously every situation there's, there's probably some, some, some things going on maybe beneath the surface than what we, what we know about. But you know, it's one thing if, if the race is, you know, like you said, y'all's race is a seven hour, you know, finish time or whatever. Um, you know, it's, it's one thing if you, if they're letting you finish and you're, you're, you're coming in at seven, seven and a half hours or something like that. Like then you can kind of understand that maybe they had, you know, things had to be oh, cleaned sure. up like whatever, but if you're coming in an hour, hour and a half before the actual finish time, um, or, you know, the time allotted, like, gosh, like, oh man, they, they, sh they need to have like, you know, it, it's just, it, that's just so deflating that. It's like, the, like you almost like you don't matter. Like you're an afterthought <laughs> yeah. at that point. Um, yeah. and yeah, on a trail, especially, you know, that's one of the beauty beauties of, of some of these trail races or just ultra distance races of in general, whether it's a road or a trail or whatever. Um, but you know, if you're out there running the 50 K and there's people that are running 50 miles and a hundred K and a hundred miles, um, you know, 
pretty good chance that you're not going to be the last person on the course, which means <laughs> exactly. that things are still going to be taken care of. Things are still going to be up and set up. Um, and you're going to get that, that good experience. Right. Right. Was, was that your so, first, lots of fun. was that your first trail race? Susan? Yes. Ah. Yes. And okay. So this is how it happened. I've been wanting to do that race for a long time and actually had signed up for it before, but like that little injury I had, mm-hmm. uh, toward that hamstring, just, just a little injury when you tore your hamstring, right? <laughs> oh man. So I had to not be, I couldn't run for a while. And, um, so I've been wanting to do it and, uh, I'm right now I'm actually really training for a half marathon and, uh, I just kind of, you know, the race was on my schedule and I was like, no way. And my son and my husband and I went out for dinner for my birthday and I, had one of those big margaritas, you know, <laughs> all, all kinds of good decisions come after a big margarita. Yeah. And I asked the waitress, I said, Hey, Heather, um, I've got this race idea next weekend. It's, it's 50 K. So like 31 miles. And the longest I've run so far this year is 10 miles. Think I ought to do it. And she, and she said, you betcha, you'd go out there and you, you'll just rock that out. <laughs> so I signed up right then. Uh, so I wasn't prepared actually to do it, but I had so much fun. It was a lot of great, great times. So, and I, you know, was on a runner's high with them for two, three days and mm-hmm. then signed up for my second one. <laughs> so okay. Okay. I have so, another one in October. Gotcha. All right. Well, this, as, as is, is often the case, and I always love it when it does, when, <laughs> when something that somebody says just makes me go, huh. And, and I had no idea. Like <laughs> I, 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 I'd seen on Facebook and on, and on probably on Instagram as well that, you know, you, that you were doing it or at least that you had had done it. I don't know if, it, if I saw maybe if there were too many posts beforehand, because if you only right. signed up for it a week beforehand, there probably wasn't a whole lot of lead up. Um, but I saw that you, you had done it. I was like, wow, that's awesome. Like so excited for you. Um, but at, at, you know, I, I guess I just want to go kind of go back to where you were, you know, maybe, <laughs> maybe the next day post, post margarita, uh, you know, post waking up, um, w- was there a little bit of like, what in the heck am I getting myself into? Oh. Or like, like, what was that? At least you didn't have too long to think about it, but maybe that was right, a problem too. Yeah. But, but what was that week leading up to the race? Like what was going, what were the thoughts um, going through your mind? Well, I didn't want to tell anybody in case I could finish. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was, well, my husband said, maybe we should take your phone away if you're talking running and, and stuff <laughs> to keep your phone away from you. So I don't register for things. And, um, but no, I was nervous, but I was hundred percent excited. Mm. I so totally, and I knew I could do it, especially the, you know, cause anybody can run along the ways. If you run like three minutes and walk a minute, you know, and run slow, you know, you don't have to, you know, race the whole thing. So, um, I did really well up until mile 20 and then I started slowing down right. and then by 26, that last five miles, I was like walking three minutes, running a minute. <laughs> so, but I, I finished and I, I had a great time. Oh, absolutely. So, and, and I think that, yeah. you know, if, if I'm going to certainly not be critical, but like if I'm going to okay. be just, just, I don't know, maybe uh, what the word, whatever the word is, uh, honest or, or I mean, right. like the fact that you had run 10 miles. And then we're going pretty well up to 21, 22, 23, whatever, 25, like, like basically the, the marathon distance to just, like you mm-hmm. said, just kind of keep on with the pattern and, and run, run three, walk for one. And, and yeah, the pace might slow down of the running pace, but like, whatever, you're still going, you're, you're putting one mm-hmm. foot in front of the other, like to quote unquote, only walk most of the last four or five miles with a, a few, you know, a little bit of run segments mixed in here and there. Like, I don't know that, that that you could have expected it to go much better. I mean, does that, does that make sense? Is that, oh, like, yeah. I mean, that could have, no. couldn't have gone much better than that. I don't think really. <laughs> totally. I, yeah, I was very pleased. My goal was to do it under seven hours, uh, since I hadn't trained for this, mm-hmm. but you know, seven hours and 16 minutes. That's I'm, I'm happy. Yeah, I'm happy. Absolutely. But next time in October, I'll have a little more training under my belt, I think. Um, but it'll be, you know, I was really pleased with myself. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. As you, as you should be. So. And, and like you said, for, for the next one, not only will you have more training, but also, I, I think that there's a big component of of doing long distance, you know, racing, where like just kind of knowing a little bit more about what to expect is right. is a big is I don't want to say it's it's more important than the training, but maybe it's equally I, important as the training. 
I learned a lot. I would, I would imagine. Um, that, yeah. Can we get into that? What kind of things did you learn right. at the race? Okay. So I went prepared. I had to Google, okay, what do I need for to run a 50K? <laughs> right. So I just kind of matched the picture. Okay. Six goos. <laughs> and mm. um, I had I had a vest on. I just bought it. Mm. <laughs> I've never run in it before, um, which by the way, uh, the hydration vest, it was amazing. I love it. Um, but anyway, I had water in the, I had a liter of water in there. And then I had a bottle on my chest, um, and it had the electrolyte mm -hmm. drink in it. And then I had six goos. So normally, when it's running, I, I eat a goo about um, an hour in, and then about once every hour. Mm -hmm. So here I am, and I told myself, okay, I'm going to eat maybe some food at mile 17. Well, I learned, ooh, um, that six goos in one day is <laughs> too good. hard on the tummy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, my friend called it uh, gut rot. <laughs> uh -huh. That sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I learned that was, I just, ugh. so I should have started eating at the mile 10 uh, aid station, had some sort of food or some substance, something other than sugar. Mm -hmm. And then again at 17 and again at 24. Um, but since I waited till mile 17 aid station, I think I had uh, some ramen noodles. Oh, which is amazing on a run. You should try it. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, that was the biggest learning I had was uh, start eating sooner and mm -hmm. don't eat six skews. Or if I do eat six skews, maybe mix it up between eating food. So yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I definitely have, have you know, and I, and I mean, this isn't any secret to anybody, but, but like for me, like I just can't handle the goo. Like it's a texture thing. Like I'm a texture uh, eater and, yeah. and just like, like I, I'm not going to gag them down. Like it's not worth it to me to, to try to mm -hmm. gag down a, a goo and, and just have it kind of set all, all funky. Um, but that's, that's one of the beauties of, of trail run, uh, trail running specifically of, of ultra running is that mm -hmm. more often than not, like you have, they have the, the aid stations are, are just crazy. It's like buffet line. And, oh, yeah. and there's so many different options. So like, you know, you pull into one aid station, and you're kind of craving something salty. So there's the potatoes or there's chips or there's pretzels or, you know, whatever kind of savory mm -hmm. type of things you might want. Or maybe you're, you're after some, some type of sweet. So there's, you know, th there's candy, which might be, might be what you want, or that might turn your stomach, but there's a cookie or there's like a sandwich or there's something that's, that's not like super sweet, but it's definitely got the carb thing. Like right. there's so many different options. Um, that, that pickles oh, one that had yeah. beer mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. oh yeah they, they got it all covered at these races for sure and then it's just a matter of not eating too much when you pull in because that right. can get you in trouble too right yeah the salted potato well i came in on mile 24 aid station and they i <laughs> must have looked pretty bad because they said what do you need what do you need mm -hmm. i think you need potatoes in in salt and i said okay <laughs> So, sure. I don't know what I'm doing. I signed up for this race know. six days ago. Like whatever, tell me what I need and give it to me. I don't have a clue. <laughs> so yeah, but it hit the spot. So yeah, it was awesome. Fantastic. But yeah, the, yeah, six goo. And the only reason I use goo. Yeah. I, I agree with you. They're kind of gross, but they're small and they're mm. easy to carry. So that's why I use them. Well, not, now you got that hydration pack. So you can always, you know, start playing with a, being able to carry other things because at least I, I don't know what yours is like, but I, I know mine, like there's the pocket, there's some pockets in it. So you can put a, you have a little right. more flexibility of carrying stuff. And also if you find some type of a fluid mix that works well for you, that you can mix up enough of it because it's not just like a little handheld bottle or something. You got a whole liter right. on your back. Like, like that could be, you got options now. So you got things to play with and experiment with through the summer, Suzanne. Right. Yes. Yes. Fantastic. A lot of learning to do. Fantastic. <laughs> well, let's, let's, yeah. let's, uh, not, not that I have any issues with starting with the 50 K since it was top of the mind in recent, but let's, let's rewind the clock a little bit and go back okay. to, to the early running days. When did you get started in the, in the, the sport of running? Well, okay. Um, I kind of have run here and there, uh, most of my life cause my dad ran and stuff, mm. but, um, I'm, I'm more of a cyclist right. and, my sister was a runner it is a runner and it, back in 2011 she says let's do the chicago marathon and i said okay <laughs> i can do that because i'm a cyclist i can do anything <laughs> so i started training for that and then i injured myself because i was never a, a, a i maybe ran maybe 3 miles before yeah. you know and so i started running and, and doing the couch to 10k and and all that stuff and i ended up hurting myself and I had a, uh, I didn't do the Chicago marathon. That was the last time you could just sign up and not mm -hmm. be put in a lottery right. system. But so I missed that opportunity, but 
Um, I went to rehab. I had an issue with a performance muscle, I think is what, mm-hmm. how it's pronounced. Yep. And uh, the rehab lady says, you're a cyclist, aren't you? And I said, yeah. She says, because you have no butt muscles. Mm, right. <laughs> so I said, she says, you really need to start um, running or doing stuff to help your glutes, you know, um, and balance yourself out. Mm-hmm. So then I started running on a regular basis and decided I was going to do a half marathon and things like that. And, uh, it's in my head, it's like, this is supposed to be easy, but it's so hard. Mm-hmm. And so it makes me do it more. <laughs> so I'm out there trying to conquer to, you know, to be a better runner. And so I've been running quite a bit since done, I think nine half marathons, nine or 10 half marathons. And, uh, just the one marathon and then mm-hmm. the one fifty K, but then several 10 K's, couple of uh, five K's, yeah. which I don't like. Yeah. But yeah. So been running pretty consistent since, uh, 2011. That's awesome. That's awesome. And, so. and yeah, it's, you know, as I've said before, as I'll, as I'm sure I'll say again, there's nothing, nothing wrong with, um, you know, kind of finding the, the right groove for you as far as distances and races, you like half marathons and 10 K's and things like that. Great. You, you maybe dip your toes in the marathon again at some point. Not, uh, clearly you're dipping your toes in the 50 K again later this fall. So, you know, maybe, maybe that's, uh, well, the new passion is to go, go long and, and, uh, just, it's, it's, you know, forget about the, the, the quote unquote short, you know, half marathon type of things. Right. Right. Well, I do have planned to run a marathon in June. So, um, oh. We'll see what happens. She's back. She's so, back. So, yeah. um, as as kind of mentioned in the intro, and you kind of touched on it there, just the, the little minor injury that, that you had. <laughs> um, get, get, we don't need to get into all the details, although obviously you can tell as much as you want or a little. Okay. But hamstring tear, like, and not just like like I sometimes I, I feel like people say, oh, I, you know, I tore my hamstring. And it's like a, and I'm not. I don't mean to dismiss this, <laughs> but it's like it's like a grade one. It's like a minor. You know, it, you use the word tear, but like you could probably also use the word strain. Um, right. for you, that wasn't the case. Like it right. was, yeah. a most tear. people just like overstretched their right. hamstring. No. Yeah. This is the story. Uh, I was out at my sister's lake house in, in Arkansas and, and we ran that morning and of course they have boats and everything and they decided to go out on the water and, and usually I just observe or, or watch and cheer on their wakeboarding and all that. And I hadn't wakeboard for like 10 years and so they said, oh, you should do it. The wakeboards are so much better than they used to be. Get out there and do it. And so I said, okay. <laughs> what, what could possibly go wrong? Gets... <laughs> and I hadn't even had a margarita. Yeah. <laughs> so so uh, I get out there and I, yeah, as soon as I tried to get up, I knew I was going to face plant. So I pushed out on my left leg which is a huge no-no and uh, to try and keep myself up and uh, instant uh, yeah, I'd heard this big, huge pop. I, you know, went down in the water and did the wave of come pick me up and, um, I couldn't move. I thought, I thought literally I had to touch my leg cause I felt like I ripped my leg off my body. And so, and then I thought, well, maybe my hip is out a socket or something, you know, but it all felt fine. I just couldn't move. And they had to lift me up in the boat and, and it's like, okay, well, I must've really stretched it bad cause it kind of hurts. And, <laughs> So here I am in Arkansas by Eureka Springs, that area. So I, I spend the next three days. They ask me, well, do you want to go see a doctor? No, 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 no. Right. I'm fine. <laughs> and I'm walking around touring Eureka Springs, shopping, doing all the whole thing. But, you know, I wasn't going to make, you know, anybody else's good times. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't want to have to ruin it. So on the way home is a four hour trip home. And then I get home and I told my husband, I said, I feel a little grumpy on um, my leg is making me a little grumpy. And he said, turn around. <laughs> and it was black and blue from my, my butt all the way down to my knee mm-hmm. and on the backside. So I thought, well, maybe I should see a doctor because I have a duathlon <laughs> in a couple of weeks. I want to see if I can start stretching this thing out. And I showed her and she said, ah, yeah, you need an MRI. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so on July 19th of that year, a couple of weeks later, I had an MRI, you know, I had the surgery and I had actually ripped the entire muscle off the bone. Yeah. And so it had collapsed down into my thigh a few inches down and, um, they had to anchor it back up on the bone. And, um, so yeah, and it was a, it's, you know, it's one of those, uh, it's a tough recovery afterwards. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, putting it mildly, it's it was a tough it's a tough recovery. That's that's uh, certainly no no small you know little little outpatient. I mean, it might have been an outpatient thing. But this is you know when you think of, of surgeries these days and, and kind of minor surgery, major surgery, like oh you know just in and out, no big deal. Like that's that's a pretty big deal, especially right. in terms of recovery because. Um, I don't know all the details because this was like we were still working together at that point, and yeah. then that was about when it was like, "Hey, clearly, say, uh, clearly, you're I not can't. running for a while." So, so we 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 parted ways at that point. Um, but what was what was the recovery process like after the operation? Oh my gosh! Um, well, it's I was on crutches for four weeks, and then was able to be weight bearing after that. But I had to keep my legs straight for like um, six to eight weeks or something like that. Because so, for those that aren't aren't quite following the the logistics, it's because I'm, I'm assuming. Correct me if I'm wrong, but you start to bend your knee, and that's tight. That's putting that's, more strain on the hamstring, which is pulling on the the, the repair right. site. They didn't want that to happen, so you're in a a knee immobilizer straight. to keep your legs straight the whole time. Right. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, because you want to make it heal first and right. reattach to the bone. Otherwise, you're going to pull. Otherwise, right you're going to start from scratch again. Which you do. Don't, this isn't <laughs> yeah. one of those cases where scratching the scab is a good thing. Like we want this, this right. bone to heal real, real well before we start messing right. with it. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. After that. The, yeah. So, um, you know, which is okay. So it was so hard. I had signed up for a marathon. I think that was in supposed to be in September. So I, my Ju- July was my surgery. I had some blood clot issues in August, so I was, you know, had that issue. Mm-hmm. But then September, I was supposed to do a marathon. Well, I could barely walk. Right. I mean, I, I'm walking. Everything's fine. But to still power myself forward with that leg, it was like not, I was kind of swinging it to yeah. the side. Still. My, my calf muscle was wanting to do all the work, not my hamstring. Mm-hmm. So um, I did uh, change my race to like a – I think it was a 5k from the, on that marathon day. And my son and my husband went with me and my son had to like put his hand on my back just so I could get up the hills mm. <laughs> to walk. Um, so, and then, so I, then I started trying to run. I, and it would, it would just hurt and it was, well, not hurt. Like painful. I mean, hurt pain is like one of the, the muscle ripped off the bone, right? But rehabbing that muscle was like just, pain and you know, muscle pain, you know, like overworking it. And, uh, it just took a long time. Um, cause I still wanted to swing the leg out instead of go, letting it go forward and all the muscles except the hamstring were wanting to do the work. So mm. the body's amazing. Uh, it took about a year and a half for my calf muscle not to try and do the work for the hamstring. Mm-hmm. So my, what I mean is like when I would run and stuff, my calf would get so tight um, and it would be so painful because my hamstring was being lazy. And it, <laughs> so I'd have to wake it up, you know. So a lot of weight training and, and, you know, about the year and a half to two year mark, I finally have forgotten about it. But every once in a while, it reminds me that, hey, <laughs> remember that time? So <laughs> <laughs> Remember that time you thought you were still, you know, capable of just jumping up on a, on a wakeboard like it was no nobody's yeah, business? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Goodness. And so, and I, you know, I was so mad because at that time, my regular, you know, you had us running our regular, we wanted to stay at 15 miles, you know, for our right. every, you know, until, uh, so we'd be ready for whatever race came our way. And I was about in the best shape ever. And <laughs> I go and do this. Now I do have to say 10 weeks after my surgery, I was able to do a 350 mile bike ride, mm. um, my bike, bike ride vacation. I just couldn't. I could only push down. I could. The, I promised the doctor I wouldn't pull back up. You know, right. so I like with cycling. You kind of you push down, but you mm-hmm. also pull up mm-hmm. when you pedal. So, um, but I was able to do that. But it was the running was really hard to get back. Right. Well, and, and yeah, yeah, I mean, like like from that the the appointment that you'd mentioned earlier where the, where the, the PT was like, yeah, you, you, you're a cyclist, right? Cause you don't have any, any butt muscles. Well now, you know, now, now you, yeah. you develop some and then you tore, you tore your hamstring, which means that, uh, you know, again, like, like you said, the body's awesome at being able to adapt and adjust, but, um, you know, you get back into the, the running motion and it's, and you, you know, it just wasn't, wasn't ready for that yet, but the, the cycling, you're able to do it because it's different muscles work in slightly different ways right. and, and different mechanics and whatnot. But, um, as, as you know, you said it took a couple of years to kind of get, to where you're not thinking about it as much and, and your right. body's kind of forgotten all of the adaptations that it made to try to protect it. And now you're able to, to run a bit more quote unquote normally. Um, was, 
has there been any issues with kind of as you've gotten back into running? Obviously, going well. Ran a fifty k not too long ago. I mean, <laughs> uh, but but you know, is it has it been fairly smooth sailing? As you have you kind of gotten back into it? Yeah, um, yeah. I I think I've just kind of changed my um, con- before. I wanted to get faster, faster, mm. and now it's like you know. I'm just happy I can run and, you know, like I said, take more picture opportunities (laughs) and I don't have to be fast. I just want to be out there and I'm okay with that, you know, and that kind of has led over into my bicycling too, because bicycling, everybody wants to be fast. And I've learned that I, I switched over to gravel biking instead of road biking and the same concept with trail running. It's way more relaxed and, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'll never be a podium on the podium ever, unless I'm maybe when I'm a hundred and the competition is weaker. <laughs> you just, just got to get in those races where there's, you yeah. know, three people in your age group yeah. and then all you got to do yeah. is finish, you know, good to go. Yeah. yeah. But, um, so it's like, I just want to be out there and have fun and, and enjoy myself. And yeah, I do want to get better, but I, it's not the most important thing right now to be faster. You know, it's more important just to be out there and have fun. Yeah, absolutely. So. And, and, it, and it's, it's, I don't want to say it's sad because that's that not that might not quite be the the right word, but it's it's maybe frustrating. Maybe it's a it's a bummer sometimes when um, I don't know that it necessarily takes an injury to kind of put that into perspective. But a lot of times it does. It's all of a sudden it's like, hey, you know what? Like I wasn't able to run for a while. I wasn't able to to bike as much as I wanted to for. A while. I wasn't able to do you know whatever x x y z whatever that is that you enjoy doing. Um, you get this injury, you get this setback, and then you're able to come back into it and it gives just that that little different dose of perspective of like yeah i still might want to improve my you know however whatever your 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 goals are i want to improve towards those um but even if i don't like at least i'm out here yeah. doing it and that that's, right. that's such a, a different way to look at it right right and it's it's um not a real common injury um yeah. <clears throat> so Um, but I have just, this is weird. Just in the last month I've met or met online two other people that have had the exact same hamstring injury. And they're asking me, you know, one was just, uh, her name's Bonnie and she's a, uh, professional cyclist and adventure racer racer. And she's asking me for advice, which like, wow, you know, and then another one is a friend of mine's daughter. So it's like, wow, this is so weird, you know, here all this time, you know, you might hear about a, a professional football player getting this injury, but it's hard, you know, so, you know, it would have been cool had I met someone to, to let me know, Hey, you know, take Mm -hmm. it easy. It's going to be hard, you know, but now I can let them know, you know, that it's just hard. Yep. (laughs) Yep. And, 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 it, and it doesn't mean that you can't get back to doing what you enjoy. Just it's, it's might take a little while and take it a little bit of work. And, you know. Yeah. Cause the doctors say, Oh, you're in great shape, you know, after the seven weeks or whatever, or 10 weeks or mm-hmm. seven months. So oh, yeah, you should be a hundred percent. Well, yeah, the muscles attached at a hundred percent, right? but that doesn't mean it's working. At 100%. Right. So it's, 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 uh, it just takes a lot of patience. Yeah, absolutely. So. Absolutely. So shifting gears a little bit before we, okay. we run out of time, Suzanne, we got, oh. you know, the, the, not, not that we're running out of time yet, but you know, I, I've, I've done this a couple times to know that sometimes if you keep waiting too long, uh, you know, then you do run out of time because the stories keep going and, and we've had been having a great <laughs> chat so far. Um, but, but kind of the, the catalyst, if you will, for, for, you know, kind of getting you on the show is something that, uh, saw a post on, on again, on Facebook as, as everybody does, right? That's where we right, keep, keep right. tabs of what everybody's up to is, is on social media. Um, but you're, uh, an ambassador for the, the MS, uh, run the U S organization this year, which was, which was pretty cool. I was, was kind of scrolling through reading, reading kind of some of the, you know, what that all entails and, and what some of your goals are. And I was like, well, shoot, we gotta, we gotta catch up and, and talk about this for a bit. So, so <laughs> yeah. tell us about the organization, kind of how you got involved in it. Um, I know, but not, I know not everybody else knows. So, so fill us in on, okay. on MS run the U S why it's important to you and, and what some of the, the plans are for the coming year, year and beyond. Okay. Well, you know, I've always been involved in the MS um, society and, and raising money. And there's always been bike rides. Like I've done several of the MS 150 bike rides and there's a gravel ride. And I remember on January 1st, I was just scrolling. I very seldom scroll through people's comments and stuff um, that often. And it was the question came up, what are your running goals for this year? And I just happened to see this uh, one post by Julie Burke. 
that said her goal was to run six marathons in a row, uh, run the MS run the US. And I, went, I immediately MS run. Oh, I'm so excited. There's a run for MS. And so I contacted her. And so she she's a, a relay uh, team member for this year's team. And so she said to become an ambassador. So immediately I became an ambassador. So what MS run the US is, is a uh, it starts in California and ends in New York, and there's 19 relay members, and so the whole United States is divided into 19 segments, and each runner runs approximately 160 miles, so it's like running a marathon every day for six days, Okay. and um, I want to do that. Mm. <laughs> I said, oh, that sounds so cool. Um, so... But again, you know, they've already chosen the 2021 team. Um, so I decided that I'm going to do some stuff uh, to help raise money for MS by d- being participating as ambassador. And I'm going to challenge myself doing different things. And so like um, one is uh, was going to be my first one was the, the half marathon in April or this month uh, for my daughter who was diagnosed, um, five years ago with MS, which, so that was kind of weird to me that I was already participating in all this MS stuff. And then here's my own daughter has it and she's got the, uh, um, it's a progressive relapsing MS and that's the least common kind. So there's, uh, about 5% of MSers have that, um, kind of MS. And then of course, uh, she's then a 1% of that 5% because all her lesions are on her brainstem. And so, um, usually MSers, they have relapsing MS. So they, they, um, maybe one day, uh, their arm doesn't work, but then that kind of a couple weeks later, it'll start working again where my daughter, when she relapses, that's her new normal. She never gets better. So, yeah. So, so anyway, um, I'm real passionate about, you know, raising money for research and for MSers. And what's neat about MS run the US is that they actually really help real people. So all the money goes towards um, research and to actual people. Like they've given wheelchairs to individuals or chairlifts or things that help um, the MSer be able to maintain a good life. And so that's neat. And MS Society, um, the bigger organizations, you don't hear about that. I mean, of course they do that, but mm-hmm. the, this is a, a, an organization they actually show that you actually can meet the people they've helped. And so that's way cool. So um, my goal is to um, do different things to challenge myself. Like in June, I'm going to run 160 miles in the whole month, mm-hmm. just in honor of them being it, they're running 160 miles in six days. And I'm, I've got different races and stuff coming up and to, um, challenge myself and, um, throughout the year and have asked people to challenge me too. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> give me some ideas. And so, yeah. And then my hope is to be able to be on the team. I've had one interview. There's another interview that comes out after, like in September or something. And, and, um, I hope they choose me. Some of the runners, I'm so amazed, mm-hmm. actually have MS. Wow. Um, there's a handful that are running this year that have MS, and I think that's that's amazing. And I'm pretty excited about that. But yeah. Ashley was the founder of the run. Um, she, her mother has MS, mm-hmm. and um, she wanted to think of an idea to raise money for her, you know, for her. And so she came up with this idea of running across the United States. And she was the only runner. And she mm. did the whole thing. Wow. I'm just so amazed with that. So I was like, wow. So um, then she um, decided to make it into a relay. So I just think it's neat that just there's only 19 people that do mm. it, you know. And it's, it's you know, talk about the ultimate, you know, can I do this? Right. You know, I did my 50K Saturday and then turned around and did uh, 11 mile run on Sunday or tried to mm-hmm. <laughs> just to see if would I be able to run, you know, every day that far. And it was hard. So I can't even I these runners that are training for this. That's amazing. And and it, the reason I think I like to challenge myself like that is because um, a lot of people with MS are 
there's they have a lot of um, they're really tired and have a hard time just moving throughout the day, you know. Mm. And so by doing these challenges, it you know, it is like I'm I'm doing it because they can't, you know. Right. So so and you know, it's just special in my heart. So no, absolutely, absolutely. Um, you know, the the things we do for our kids, right, or something that our kids are right, struggling with. Right. If there's something that we can do to help in some in some way, and maybe this isn't as as direct as you would love it to be, but you know, it, it somehow helps your daughter or someone else. Uh, obviously, well worth it. So, uh, what are what are some of the the challenges? I'm assuming that the the 50k later this year that's that's part of the right. part of the the process. Uh, but what are some of the other challenges you've got lined up for yourself this year? Well, I'm going to do the half marathon at the end of the month. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do a um, 50 mile gravel race um, in June. Uh, it's a uh, bike 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 okay. race. Yeah, um, I'm also hoping as long as the COVID thing um, lightens up. Mm-hmm. I would like to join the, uh, se- I think it's segment 10 runner up in Nebraska in June and run the marathon with her. Mm. And she is one of the ones I can't remember her name, unfortunately, but, um, she is one of the ones that has MS. And I think that'd be so cool to be able to go up and run with her. Right. And then in, uh, July, uh, there's another, uh, bike race I'm going to be doing a gravel, uh, bike race, and they're going to help raise money for MS at that race. And that's called, um, the bomb. Um, <laughs> and, and then there is an MS bike race again in, uh, September I'm going to do. And then I have a 450 or so mile, uh, bike, uh, ride I'm doing from, uh, it's called the Notches Trace, which is from Tennessee down to Mississippi. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, I've added the ultra, uh, the other 50K in October as well. Right. Right. So, and we'll see what else. Busy yeah, year. so there yeah. might be other things. As I say, and, and to be determined if anything else pops up on this schedule right. between uh, now and, and the end of the year. I did I did put down, too, that I wanted to run 1,600 miles in honor of all the, mm. the racers this year. But I added up my. I've only done 250 miles so far, so I've got a lot of running to do. If you I'm know, gonna start start slow a- and ramp up, but uh, <laughs> it's it's one of those it's one of those situations where you you do the math and you're like, all right, well, like it's it's doable, but you can't wait too much longer, right? You, you keep waiting right, too long, and it. and you yeah. run out of time to where all of a sudden you got to run 300, 400 miles a month, and and I mean that's that's a lot. Obviously, you right. don't need me to tell you that that's a lot. So yeah, it's it's uh, one of those things to get to get cracking on or or adjusting, right? Like nothing wrong with right. adjusting and and calling right. a little audible. Maybe make it you know a, a bike slash run some type. Uh, obviously, the bike maybe yeah. <laughs> like that wouldn't be too big of a deal at all. But like you know, you right. just figure it out. You, you 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 pivot, you adjust, and as long as you're doing it for the right reasons, which clearly you are, um, you know, it's all good. Right. Right. So yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I added that up this morning. I was really proud of this March. I did 105 miles. So, and normally I only average about 72, 70, you know, five. Yeah. So I was, that's the first time I ran over a hundred miles. In that's month. awesome. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. That's, you know, and then again, you just kind of keep building and you get your 160 mile month and then you, you reassess and you go, all right, well, where, you know, where, where, where do we at as far as right. what kind of, you know, do I just need to keep getting 160 every month or do I need to get a little bit more than that? And, and who knows? Like sometimes you start getting into that good groove. Um, and, and the mile, I don't know, like the miles, they don't just tick by, but you know, they, they, they accumulate for sure. You keep getting out there consistently. Um, and, and who knows, you might still get that 1600 for the year. Don't, don't count yourself out. Uh, yeah, just yet. yeah. It's, it's early yet. Absolutely. Absolutely. So for those that, that want to contribute, you do have a fundraising page and, and obviously we'll have that linked in the, in the show notes. Um, and you also have links to it via your social media, but, uh, uh-huh. what's, what's your fundraising goal for this year? Uh, it is 3000. Okay. And, um, if I'm on the, the, the relay runners, they raise over 10,000. So mm-hmm. I told myself, you know, I'm not a, I'm not on the team, but I definitely should be able to raise 3000. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully we can get some folks to, 
to contribute as well. And, and again, we'll have the link. We'll have the direct link to the fundraising stuff in the show notes. But for people that aren't okay. aren't there, uh, of course, we can you know you, you can find it on your social medias and things like that. But right, right. com slash nine three six is the link over there. So uh, obviously, you know, wish you nothing but the best with with that, Suzanne, and, and we'll get you some try to get you some support as well. And and uh, looking forward to to hearing next year about how it goes when you're on the the big team doing the doing the thing all the way across the country. That's going <laughs> to be keep your finger crossed. Oh man, that, that would yeah. be such an awesome experience. Like that would be that would be really really cool. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Oh, by the way, yeah. during this whole conversation, I wanted to let you know I'm wearing one of your amazing Diz Runs uh, t-shirts or tank tops. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> well, there we go. There we go. Love to, love to hear that. Uh, and I know there's some of you that are waiting. We got, we got, little, we got some things cooking. Just got to you know, wait, wait for them to be ready. So stay tuned for that. But uh, enough, enough of those teases. We got one more question for you, Suzanne, before okay. we let you out of here. The, the old philosophical something, something at the end. Uh, open-ended. Take it where you want to go with it. Um, but would just be curious, and this is kind of probably one of my, uh, one, one of the, one of the two probably most common philosophical questions if I went back and counted them all up. Um, but at this, at this point in your life, um, why is, why is running such an important part of it? You know, what, why, why do you get out there, uh, on a regular basis? I, I'm assuming the, the, you know, the, 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 being an ambassador is a big deal right now, but even before that, you know, why, why is running something that you enjoy doing, uh, and, and plan to continue doing for at least the foreseeable future? It challenges me mm. and because it doesn't come easy. And honestly, when I'm out running, all the world's problems go away. You know, it's like meditation for me. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, you know, it doesn't bother me to run by myself because I can solve everything, everything. <laughs> <laughs> but then I also love running with my friends because mm-hmm. talk about those are the best friendships. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're out there for five hours or whatever together and you can and talk and and really get to know each other but yeah it's it's just it's my happy place mm. that's why Ab- absolutely can uh, can agree to that and uh I, i'm right on board with it. i'm sure a lot of folks that are listening are as well so uh once again guys uh on Instagram at Suzanne underscore Sawyer Burris all together. Uh, on Facebook, just searching for her name with the with the hyphen between Sawyer Burris so at you know just Suzanne Sawyer Burris on Facebook. Again, she's in the Facebook group, so if you're there, you can find her there probably pretty easy, or just on Facebook in general. If you start searching, you'll you'll find it. It's not too difficult. <laughs> uh, but disruns.com slash nine three six once again is the link back to the show notes. We'll have her socials linked up there. We'll have the link to, to uh, her donation page if you're so inclined, uh, and, and, and everything else we talked about races, things like that. We'll have all those things linked up. Uh, uh, disruns.com slash nine three six. So, uh, Suzanne, thank you for, uh, for making the time today. It's been good to catch up. I mean, we've kind of obviously been staying in touch on social media, things like that, some back and forth a little bit here and there, but it's nice to, nice to chat again for the, for the first time in, in, in a little while. So, uh, thank you for uh, making the time today and, and certainly, uh, keep, keep fighting the good fight and keep doing what you're doing. And if there's anything else that we can do to help support the cause along the way, please let us know. All right. Sure. And be prepared. You'll probably be, go- be coaching me Oof. once I get on this team. <laughs> Challenge accepted. Challenge okay. accepted. <laughs> All right. Thanks for having me. All right, guys. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode of the show. I hope you enjoyed the conversation between Suzanne and myself. And as per usual, I'd be curious to know what stood out to you from today's episode. What was what was your takeaway from the uh, conversation from today? Uh, for me, you know, there's, there was a, there was definitely a, a few things in there. Maybe maybe one that isn't going to be my my end all be all uh, takeaway, but maybe maybe one is not make decisions while under the influence of margaritas. I mean, maybe, maybe there's at least not not major race decisions while under the influence of margaritas. Uh, but I think my my actual takeaway, my one that that really has been kind of rattling around in my head and, and was a big kind of like as soon as she mentioned it, I was like, oh yes, this um, is is the the perspective shift that she went under as she's gotten back into running after her hamstring injury. And I, I'm sure I'll get the quote wrong, but basically you know, she said something along the lines of, you know, I used to be really focused and, and really driven to try to get faster. And now she's just happy to be back to running. And I think that, that for a lot of us, we can, we can lose sight of the simple fact that, that we get to do this. Right? We get to go out there and, and put our miles in. We get to train for, for races. And, and hopefully, as, as we continue to work through the pandemic, we get more and more opportunities to race if we want to, if that's something that, that motivates us. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, none, of us, none of us do this because we have to. 
we, we do it because we want to. And I think it's, it's certainly for me, it's easy to, to sometimes lose sight of that. Um, in, in while I'm in pursuit of running goals, while I'm in pursuit of building my, my coaching business or the podcast or YouTube stuff or whatever it is, you know, and obviously running plays a part in all of those things. And, and it, it can, if I'm not careful, become something that I have to do versus something that I get to do, that I want to do, that I enjoy doing. Of course, I want to get faster. I've got my goals. I've got my BQ goals that are well publicized and, and haven't, I haven't wavered on. But at the end of the day, it's important for me to just be, be mindful, maybe is the right word, of the fact that I still get to do it, that I get to get up every morning, sometimes earlier than I want to, put my shoes on, put the leash on the dog and get out the door and go, you know, go run for an hour. Like what, what a, what a, what a blessing, you know, what, what an opportunity. And hopefully, you know, I'll never be in a situation like Suzanne was where I have a major injury that, that takes me away from running for a while. Hopefully you'll never be there, there either. Um, hopefully it won't take something like that for, for us to, to always be, um, just grateful that we get to go out and run every day. So, so that was my takeaway, you know, just, just that, that she's come to the realization that, you know, just being able to run is awesome. And then if I can get faster, if I can run farther, if I can do, uh, you know, do my first ultra on the back of half marathon training, if I can run across the country to help raise money, uh, for multiple sclerosis, like whatever, whatever it shakes out, whatever Suzanne's future is, she gets to run. And, uh, that's something that I know I lose sight of once in a while. And it was a good reminder for me to, to always just keep in mind that uh, we get to do this, that I get to do this and I'm happy to do it. And I enjoy doing it. Even sometimes on those days when I don't enjoy doing it, I still enjoy doing it. So that was my takeaway. What about you? What stood out to you from today's episode? Uh, let me know. I'm at Dizruns on Twitter, at Dizruns on Instagram. You can always slide into the DMs, either of those places, and uh, give me your, your updates, your takeaways, your your uh things that stood out to you from the episode. You can also shoot me an email to disruns at gmail.com. And of course, for today's episode, you can head over to the show notes, which you can get to at disruns.com slash 936, disruns.com slash 936. All of the uh, photos, links, tomfoolery. Oh, there's not a lot of tomfoolery in these ones. Like the tomfoolery is at the quick tip episodes. Let's not kid ourselves. Uh, but there's also that comment section down at the bottom. You can scroll on down into that comment section, leave your thoughts and feedbacks and takeaways there as well. So don't tell me you don't know where to, to get in touch. Don't tell me you don't know where to leave your takeaways because we got all the places. Any place works for me that works for you. Uh, one last time before we wrap up for today, um, be ready on raceday.com is a link to the to the book. Uh, anything that uh, you know will hopefully help you put a good training plan together. Maybe take maybe take one of those those one size fits allers and then tweak it, customize it. Not sure how to do that? Grab a copy of the book. It's also available on Amazon, Kindle, or print. Your choice. Uh, but just search for Be Ready on Race Day on Amazon or get get a signed copy. Go through BeReadyOnRaceDay.com. Uh, you know, not that, not that a signed copy is really worth that much. But, you know, if you want to, it's a great way to support. Great way to support. Uh, but check out the book if you haven't done so already. Maybe tell a friend about it. That is always helpful, too. Speaking of tell a friend, uh, don't, be, don't be afraid to share this episode with a friend. If, if you're so inclined, if you enjoyed this episode, hit that share button. Uh, but one way or another, thanks for listening today. Thanks for the time. Thanks for the attention. Thanks for taking us with you wherever it was that you went today. And until next time, y'all, please be well. Take good care. Thanks again for listening. And uh, we'll talk soon, right? See you guys.